0: All right, come on, 8.30, if you love Jesus, can I, can I hear you make a little noise if you love Jesus this morning? All right, hey, y'all know, 8.30, this is why we serve coffee. Come on, you get one more shot. Come on, do you love Jesus? Do you love Jesus? Anybody in awesome and we've had respiratory stuff going around my, our house I'm, I woke up with my ears feeling a little clogged this morning so you might have to amen a little extra loud for me to be able to hear you um, but uh, would you would you help me out one more time my name is Michael if it's your first time here we're thrilled to have you and those of you who are watching online I know Pastor Perry said hello already but one more time come on would you help me welcome first-time guests and everybody who's watching online this morning we are glad that you're here and um, I love fall weather, come on somebody, anybody else, this is my favorite, fall and spring, those are my favorites, and, um, and, because uh, I don't like to sweat, and I don't like to freeze, come on, so how many know that's the sweet spot, right, fall and spring, that's the, the sweet spot, and we're finally getting some color out there, and uh, I love it, I love it, I love it, are y'all happy to be in church today? Yeah. Awesome, well we are headed into a very strategic season as a church, um, as we get ready for the holidays and everything that we'll have going on during that time but i always like to take a couple weeks right here in the fall and just spend some time reminding ourselves what matters most and um and how we're going to stay committed to what matters most i think it's actually probably more important than ever that we do that because there's a lot of distraction in our world right now it's really easy to get your heart pulled and tugged towards things that, uh, that don't matter as much as the things that matter most. And so we're going <clears> to <throat> spend some time this week and next week talking about that. <clears throat> but before I get into the message, y'all are the first outside of our staff. Like you, you're special because you chose to come to 830. You, because you're going to hear something in public for the first time ever, an announcement, something that's going to happen in our church next year. Y'all feel important? You feel special? Yes, you should. How am I doing on the suspense, Pastor Perry? Is it, is it, really? An eight. Gosh. Um, So, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to get better than an eight on this. I don't know what to do. (laughs) So, uh, listen, here's, I just want you to know something that I think God is doing in our church. Uh, I think there is a unique anointing on our church uh, for several different things, but um, when we moved to this facility, the demographics of our church shifted dramatically, all right? Um, We started out meeting in a movie theater on Main Street, and um, so we had a lot of college students who would walk to church. Um, I'm very committed to a plan to get us back to Main Street, okay? so that we can reach students who come to our city. But when we moved here, our demographics uh, shifted. We didn't lose all of our college students, but we grew in family demographics, like a ton, Um, which is honestly part of what I think our calling is. And so I think our church has a unique anointing. I think the Holy Spirit has kind of put his hand on our church to be a place where we minister to families um specifically to minister to marriages and to parents and uh for the last several years we have had a marriage conference in february that we partnered with an outside organization to bring to you and we would do it virtually so there was a usually a host site somewhere in texas with fancy expensive cameras and uh world-class speakers and uh, we will sit in here we would sit in here and drop the big screen down and watch a marriage conference for two days on the screen. Uh, But over the last year, we've really been praying about what does it look like to take that to the next level and create some opportunities a couple times a year in our church, not just for the people who already attend here, but as a way of reaching into our community and families who are hurting and husbands and wives who are maybe even on the verge of giving up and creating uh, specific intentional moments to say, hey, we've got answers for that. We, we've got something to offer you. I, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, but I think any marriage can get better with Jesus in the picture. Come on, somebody, right? Like, I, I just think, like, that's not everything. Like, you might need some therapy and counseling, and, but if you can start with Jesus, come on, he's the cornerstone, he's the foundation, he's the rock. Can I hear an amen, somebody? and um and so we're kind of doing this on I'll just be honest it's a little bit of a quick turnaround but we think we're being obedient to Jesus and so I'm really excited to announce to you this morning uh, for the first time ever that on February 11th and 12th it's gonna be a busy weekend you guys uh, because the 13th is our 10-year anniversary service on February 11th and 12th we will have a complete in-person no video marriage conference we've gone out and bought a brand new uh, web domain called thrivemarriageconference.com and we will host for the first time ever the thrive marriage conference february 11th and 12th of 2022 here at true life church with world-class top-of-the-line speakers pastor dino and delin rizzo uh, the president of ARC will be here. Uh, uh, Nancy Houston, who is a legit therapist and has spoken at EXO Marriage Conferences, will be here with us. And, um, and then, uh, you, you know, I told them, I said, I'll do a session. I'll do something like really simple before you guys speak. And then I'm getting out of the way. Um, and so we'll spend that Friday and Saturday together. And, um, and, and so there's two audiences that I want to talk to this morning about us hosting a marriage conference. One is, if you're married, you need to be here. You need to be here. You need to take a weekend and, and invest in your marriage. It's Valentine's Day weekend, by the way. So like, guys, just I'm trying to set this up for you. like this is a nice, easy lob where you can go, poof," and just say, "Hey, hey, honey, I'd like to just work on us on Valentine's Day weekend. Can we do that? I just want to be the best husband ever." And she's going to be like oh that's so sweet i want to be the best wife ever let's do it let's go to the marriage conference come on somebody say amen yeah. all right so if you're married i want you here if you're not married i want you to serve I, I want you to show up and help us reach families in our community all right so we are opening up registration to you right now and you'll get the cheapest price it is going to be a little bit more expensive because we're bringing in outside speakers and. I know not all of you work in the church world, so you may not know how that works, but uh, people don't just come preach at your church and, and, and you don't give them anything. Like, they never ask for anything. We wouldn't bring people that would. Um, but if we don't bless them, they're not coming back. All right? So, uh, we, so we, we will bless them, uh, and we'll bless them in a way that if they talk to other great speakers and people who could come invest in our church, they'll say, if they invite you, you should go. You all hear? Y'all, you know what I'm saying? Like, so we're, we're going to build our influence that way. Uh, so it, it does cost a little bit of money, but if you register before January 1st, you'll get the best price, alright? So, um, so just hop online, thrivemarriageconference.com, registration is open right now. And um, we all, can you just get pumped with me on this, like for our opportunity to reach families, to reach into our community? And, um, and we will start advertising this to the public before the end of the year uh so we'll we'll have paid advertising on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and and everywhere we can put it we will put it and our goal is to sell out this auditorium like I I have vision to have to go order more chairs all right um and so this will be an opportunity for us to reach into our community and and make a difference there so uh Thrive Marriage Conference February 11th and 12th 2022 it is going to be fantastic and then one more thing before i get into the content this morning and and i know you already know this but you've got these little cards on your seat we are only two weeks away from the beginning of at the movies popcorn soda perfect time to invite your friends and family to church so grab the cards if you haven't already let's leverage those for the next several weeks and uh, we're going to see people come to jesus next weekend i'll share all the christmas service times with you so that you can start making plans with your family and friends to be here for Christmas or Christmas Eve. And we'll have candlelight and our team is working hard. It'll be creative and fun and special and unique and, uh, and, and uniquely intimate this year. I've really felt like uh, the Lord put in my heart around Christmas with all the chaos of our world. We're not going to try to wow people with stuff. We're going to be intimate and we're going to try to bring people the peace. Uh, that, that Jesus promises, because I think people need peace right now. Come on, you with me? All right, so it's going to be good. All right, um, so let me get into the content for you this morning. Next week, I'm going to bring some numbers and statistics and some things that you guys have accomplished through your generosity and through your serving, and um, y- there's a lot to be, a prou- to be proud of. Uh, we've got some unique stories that I'm excited to get to share with you and how you're going to continue to to do all that you can and all that we can to meet the needs of people, meet people where they are, and invite them into relationship with Jesus. But today what I want to do is, is just talk about why this stuff matters. Why? Why is it, why is it important for us to, to make a difference? I want to talk about what matters most. And I'm, I'm at kind of a unique place in my life. Um, I'll turn 42 in February. I know... I know, gasp and, and be shocked. Come on, y'all thought I was more like 30. Why aren't you gasping? Gasp. No, I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll turn 42 in, in February, and um, so far, I think I've uh, avoided the, the midlife crisis thing that everybody talks about. Um, you know, I haven't felt compelled to go buy a Porsche or anything like that. Um, and <clears throat> uh, but, I, but I am thinking about things differently. Our church will turn 10 in February. My wife and I were like, this is cool. This is the longest we've ever done anything. This is the longest we've ever lived in one house because ministry moved us around. When you, when you work for other pastors and you're a youth pastor and sometimes, especially during the, the generation that I did it, you, it might not be a, a, a position of longevity. In. So it's kind of been great. It's been great for our kids. Um, and we, my wife and I live far away from our family my all my family is in the midwest and all of hers is in florida which by the way i don't know if my mom's watching this morning but i would love it if you'd help me pray for her she has a surgery scheduled tomorrow that um it's 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 a significant surgery and so we're asking jesus to be with her and um so you guys have become our family you're our family um we're thankful If if we have a family emergency if we need someone we we don't call a grandparent we don't call an aunt or an uncle or a cousin we call one of you, and, um, and we're so thankful for that. We're so thankful for that relationship and, and the spiritual family that we've gotten to be a part of here. And 10 years in, I'm, I find myself now at 42 years old thinking about um, that that's probably a little less than a third or maybe a third of the time that I'll get to spend leading this ministry and pastoring here, and so I do find myself now thinking differently about who we are as a church. You know, for the last 10 years, it really was like, how do we just make it? How do we, it started with just starting a church and just hoping somebody would show up. Thank you all for showing up. Thank you so much. And then hoping people would show up more than once, like, like preaching and hoping that you don't blow it so badly that nobody comes back. But we're not there anymore. Now I find myself thinking about what happens after us you know if 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 I get to spend three maybe three and a half decades doing this what, what do I, how do I make sure that i I leverage that time and leverage that investment so that this thing isn 't just a quick flame or a fizzle and 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 I, I grew up in denominations and churches that would have short seasons of influence and impact, but there was never any intentionality about about the planning for the future and thinking about what comes next and, and thinking about more than just being great in this moment instead of thinking about generational impact and generational change and, and, and seeing a, uh, an entire community, an entire region impacted with the message and the hope of Jesus. And, and so I just find myself now in my quiet times and in my times with the Lord thinking more about those kinds of things. Are you all with me this morning? Does that make sense? I find myself thinking, I've preached legacy, and can I just be really transparent with you this morning? I've preached legacy because church growth experts say you should, that you should talk to people about what comes next, what comes in the future. And I kinda, to be honest with you, I've had some conviction of the Holy Spirit recently, and today I'm not talking about legacy because it's a church growth growth strategy, I'm talking about legacy because I wanna get it right. I want to get it right. I want us to get it right, church family. How many know there's more generations than just ours that need Jesus? Are you all with me this morning? There's more than just us that needs a healthy, life-giving church in our community. And so I've, I've been wrestling with a couple of questions that I want to invite you into with me this morning. And the first one is, what are people going to remember when we're not here anymore? What will people remember when we're gone? And I know nobody, none of us want to think about that, but the, the hard truth is you ain't going to last forever. Come on. You're, you're not going to be here forever. This, this body that you're in, it's eventually it's not going to be here anymore. All of us who participate in this church family, all of us who serve, all of us who attend, all of us who give and who are generous, one day somebody else will have to do that one day we'll hand the baton off to somebody else and when the next generation takes over my son thinks it's gonna be him by the way he's like how much longer are you doing this cuz I kind of feel like I'm ready he's eight seriously he's asked me like when are you gonna be done cuz I want I want to do what you do I'm like hey dude slow your roll It don't work like that and you're going to have to work 10 times harder than anybody else to get that job. But what, what, what is the, when we hand this to future generations, will they be thankful for us? Or will they be trying to fix what we broke? <laughs> I want them thankful for us, amen? When they take over, how will they remember those of us who stewarded the first decade and the second decade and the, the third decade, and Psalm 120, 112 verse six says, those who are righteous, and righteous just means we, we do everything we can to stay right with God, to stay obedient to God, to do what God is asking us to do. Those who are righteous will be remembered, come on, everybody say the next word, forever, forever. forever. So that's our strategy, like to stay in the sweet spot of hearing from Jesus and keeping our hearts close to Jesus and Staying in our lane and doing what God has asked us to do. We're not gonna compare ourselves to other churches or ministries. We're we're gonna do what God has asked us to do. We're gonna stay faithful to that. And I think we can be a part of something that even though our bodies won't be here forever, come on, we can be a part of something that will last forever. We can be a part of something that will last forever psalms 112 verse 5 says good will come to those who are everybody say it <laughs> now now say it like you want to participate good will come to those who are yeah. generous and lend freely who conduct their affairs with justice and i have so just been thinking how will we be remembered by people when we're not here anymore i also came across an interesting scripture and it got prompted me to think about this how how will god remember When we're not here anymore did you know that he actually will it's in the Bible Hebrews 6 10 God is not unjust he will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them so like like he's gonna remember when we serve the poor He's going to remember Christmas shop. He's going to remember, you guys. This is a great place for you to amen. He's going to remember Christmas shop. He's going to remember special needs egg hunts. He's going to remember when groups of people got together and wrote letters to people in prison and just encouraged them. He's going to remember. He's going to remember when somebody came to us hurting and in need of help and we said, yeah, we got you. He's going to remember. He's going to remember. I, I, I want people to have fond memories of our generation. And I want God to have fond memories <laughs> of our generation. You with me this morning? In fact, I, I, I've, I've come to this conclusion. What I do for myself will die with me gonna die with me I know that seems like a downer to talk about death but it's not because we're promised the hope of eternity but there is a part of me that has the opportunity to live on when I'm not here anymore what I do for me it's gonna be gone with me but what I do for others can live forever it has the it has the possibility to live forever it can repeat itself over and over and over and over and over again and i want to pause for a second before i go any further in the message and i want to invite you into a holy moment with me because we have a strategic window of time available to us. We've got at the movies, and we've got Christmas shop, and we've got Christmas services here at True Life, an incredible opportunity for us to be evangelistic, for us to tell people about the love and the hope of Jesus, for us to invite people into relationship with a heavenly father and with a church family who actually cares about them. And I want to ask you to join me right now and just like making a decision, let's settle it in our heart, that we will be intentional, we will leverage the rest of 2021 to do everything we possibly can. Come on, somebody. Y'all with me this morning? To do everything we possibly can to make an eternal difference in the lives of other people. Are you with me? In fact, I think this is even scriptural as we come to the end of the year. Psalm 6511 says, you crown the year with a bountiful what? Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. I love that. I think there's gonna be people who make decisions to follow Jesus between now and the end of the year that people who know them are gonna be like, what? You? You're a hard pathway. You, you weren't supposed to be an easy harvest. You, you, what? And I'm asking God to crown 2021. Come on, after all the chaos and a pandemic and the craziness, wouldn't that be a great way to crown the year, to finish the year with a great harvest for Jesus? Are you all awake? Are you with me this morning, 8.30? Come on, isn't that the way we want to end the year? That's what I want. I'm committed to it. I'd love it if you would commit to it as well in fact let's just do this I hadn't planned on doing this but I feel like we should let's just pause for a second bow your heads close your eyes Holy Spirit I pray right now you would light a fire in each and every heart for the lost give us a burden for people who are hurting give us a burden for people who are broken give us a heart to serve not because it'll grow our church but because people need it and it's what you would do for them help us to see people the way you see them in jesus name keep your eyes closed if you'd say pastor michael count me in i'm gonna do everything i can to leverage the rest of 2021 for the kingdom just raise a hand just say i'm in i'm with you thank you awesome awesome Awesome, open your eyes and let's clap our hands and praise Jesus for how he's gonna use that commitment. Okay, in 2022, you're gonna hear a lot about these five things that I'm about to share with you. We are uh, finally, after talking about it multiple times, and again, I think God shut it down because my heart wasn't in the right place. Uh, I had seen other churches that had This thing called legacy team, and I thought, oh, we should have that because their churches are growing. And um, and I want our church to grow because I know if we're growing, that means we're reaching people. But I think sometimes God will let something sit on the shelf until He's got your heart settled correctly, until your motives are right. And I kind of had this wow moment, or honestly, because of some time I've. Some time I've spent with a couple of close friends over the last year. And Some of you have a gift of hospitality. And so you help us create environments where people feel warm and invited. Some of you have a gift to sing or play an instrument, and so you jump on the stage and you offer that gift to the kingdom there. Some of you have a gift of, of just personality, and so you stand at the front doors and you greet people and you smile and you make people feel welcome. Some of you are gifted to invest in the next generation, and so you wear a blue t-shirt and you serve kids. And But some people are uniquely gifted to create wealth in ways that I, like, honestly, I don't get it. Like, I don't know how they do it. I'm entrepreneurial, and I've, got, I've even got some things outside of I got a side, I've got some side hustle kind of stuff that has done okay. But then I get around people who are just next level. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, it's just like, and, and I, I think it's clear it's supernatural. And um, in fact, I, ha- I had a friend say this to me this, this recently, and it was like, it was just confirming what the Holy Spirit was already doing in my heart. And I doubt that they even knew in that moment the Holy Spirit was using them. And um, it's somebody who'd done something generous for somebody else. And the, people don't know how to receive generosity a lot of times. Have you ever noticed that? They're like, oh, oh don't, you, for me, you don't have to, I've found, you know, the best way to, to receive generosity, say thank you and enjoy it. And this person said to me, hey, Michael, you have a gift to preach. We wouldn't tell you not to preach. I have a gift to create wealth and give it away. Let me use my gift. So next year, for the first time ever, out of the right motives, we will launch our legacy team. And so if you feel like God has uniquely called you to be a generous giver and you have more than what you need and you feel like God has given you more than what you need to make a kingdom impact on the world around us, We will start meeting with you regularly next year and it'll be a team, just like the greeters are a team, just like there's a worship team, just like there's a technical arts team, there will be a legacy team, people who are focused on building the future of our ministry for future generations, making sure that bills can be paid, making sure that hungry people are fed, making sure that people in poverty are helped. Come on, y'all with me this morning? We're gonna be intentional about creating a team for that but I wanted to go ahead and share with you this morning kind of some of what I'll spend time talking to that team about next year. In fact, we'll, we'll just constantly be talking about five specific areas of missions, of ministry, and why they matter to us. And, and here's kind of what God gave me this week. I, I started really thinking about those questions. How will people remember us and how will God remember us? And I just started writing how I hope we're remembered someday. I'm just inviting you into this, this dream of how I hope we're remembered someday. And fi- just kind of five areas that I'm dreaming about legacy and what we wanna leave behind. And, and I studied what some other people have said about this and what some other people have done. And, but really, at the end of the day, I put away all of the strategy and I just got with the Holy Spirit and dreamed about how we're gonna be remembered one day. Are y'all with me this morning? And I felt like there's, there's, there's five areas that, that I want to make sure the next generation remembers our generation, and they give us a thumbs up, and they say, thank you for what you did. And so uh, the first one is, is our church. I want our church to be remembered. If, if people have to just, I, I mean, our church is never going to have a funeral, but I, I've, I've, it's the thing that I want, if they, I'm going to have a funeral one day. And I want to live my life thinking about what people will say about me on that day. Y'all with me? I don't want anybody to get up at the front of the room to eulogize me and be like, thank God. <laughs> he gone. Thank the Lord. What a relief. I don't want people to be up in front of a crowd and be like, hey, I did a few good things. Now, I, I, I want to leave a legacy and And so I'm thinking about our church and how how do we want our church to be talked about in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years? Because if we're not intentional about it right now, it won't happen. It won't happen. And here's what I wrote. I'm inviting you into this with me. I I hope that they would say about us, they left behind a life-giving spiritual family. They were passionate about being with Jesus. And created environments where people could find relationship, not religion, with him. Like I I don't want to be a place where people come get a list of do's and don'ts so that God will be happy with you. I want to create a I want our legacy to be I I got around those people, I went there and I found out God was genuinely genuinely interested in me, and I got to know Jesus personally. And it changed my life. That's how, how I want our church to be remembered. I, here, here's the second one. I'm, I'm also thinking about the next generation. The next generation. So I I, I want to be intentional about the next generation. It's more than building kids' wings and playgrounds. It's our heart towards the next generation. Like, are you just trying to entertain them and take care of them? Or are you actually making a, an eternal investment in them? I'm not interested in entertaining kids. I'm not interested in babysitting. I'm I'm interested in raising up leaders. I'm I'm interested in raising up young people who are passionately in love with Jesus, empowered with the Holy Spirit, and, and not afraid to be bold with who God is in their lives. In a society that says you shouldn't be, who will stand firm on the rock of Jesus. That's what I'm interested in the next generation. We're going to make serious investments in the next generation. In fact, we're working on plans right now to open a ministry school here at True Life next fall with legit college credit that would be transferable out of a two-year program into a four-year university. I have dreams to grow that. My daughter keeps pushing me. She's like, Daddy, you need to make sure by the time I graduate high school, I can just go to college here. I'm like, all right, I don't, I don't know. You know, I didn't go to traditional college, right? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. But God knows what he's doing. Amen? Oh, gosh, I'm already out of time. All right, so here, here's how I hope we remembered when it comes to the next generation. I, I hope people say about us that we were more committed to the future than to the past or to ourselves. Say amen, somebody. And we were relentless in our commitment to reach, disciple, and empower future generations. That's how I hope we're remembered. We've gotta do this, by the way, because Jesus even said, Luke 10, too, he told them the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So we have to think generationally, or we will not have enough workers to do what God is asking us to do. And the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Here's the third one, local missions. Local missions. This is Christmas shop, this is serve team, this is Easter egg hunt, this is serve day. Those are the, we talked to you from the platform about the big ones, but you know what's going to happen to some of you at Christmas shop is you're going to, like something in your heart is going to go, I want to do more of this. And you can. We have a serve team that is active all the time. You should be a part of it. If God stirs that up inside of you, you should be a part of it. And they're constantly looking for opportunities to serve people who have needs and to make a a tangible difference in the lives of other people. And I hope that they will say about True Life Church that they served the people of their city. Poverty declined, crime rates fell, recidivism decreased, the oppressed found hope. Why are you not amening this morning? And those whom they served and loved opened their hearts to Jesus. I'm gonna tell you a beautiful story of this actually happening next weekend. You're already doing it. I just want to be intentional about it. I want to give clear definition around it. Here's the next one. We're invested in national missions. So we don't just think about our zip code. We think about our country. We think about our continent. And that's why when you give today, a portion of what you give will go directly to planting life-giving churches just like ours in cities all across America. In fact, I'm so proud of the organization we're a part of, the ARC. They're being more intentional than I have ever seen them be in the history of the organization. In fact, they have done the research and the homework of going out and finding the cities in America that don't have enough life-giving churches. And now they're helping to steer church planters who feel called to start a new life-giving church to cities where there's a life-giving church gap. Come on, y'all, I love that. And you're a part of that. We just planted our thousandth church this fall through the ark and so I hope they will say of us one day that they multiplied their influence by investing in new and existing churches they ensured that pastors and spiritual leaders would never feel abandoned or lonely and they invested trained and supported in any way possible and those churches in turn reached the world I want to multiply our influence if you, if you invest in the stock market, you expect that investment to multiply, to multiply right? That's what you want. So that when your retirement day comes, there's more there than what you originally put in. I feel like that's part of our job as a church. That's why the, the, our name and our logo is not the most important thing. The kingdom is the most important thing. And if we can help another local church be healthier, stronger, If we can make sure a pastor doesn't quit because they have friends, we're going to do it. We're going to invest in it. And those churches are going to change the world. Amen? And then finally, international missions. We're thinking about the whole world. You're making a difference globally. You're making sure that the scriptures find its way into the hands of every child on planet Earth. You've got a care point that you're responsible for True Life in Eswatini, Africa, former, formerly Swaziland, where we make sure that every child in that community, many of them orphaned because the AIDS epidemic is still ravaging and going strong in those areas. So many of them don't have a parent, and we're making sure that they're educated and fed and resourced and equipped. By the way, it's not us. It's, there's not a bunch of uh, American Americans on the ground. We're not the boots on the ground there. We go train. We resource and equip. And we release people to have a kingdom impact on their own country. We think that's a much healthier model to do that with. We're not the Savior. Jesus is the Savior. Come on, somebody. So you're you're invested all over the world. When a natural disaster hits somewhere, you're there. Your, your boots, your first boots on the ground. And I hope they would say of us that they focused on global strategic missions and were part of the generation that saw more people come to Christ than any generation before them. And that sounds like a lot, doesn't it? Those five things, doesn't it kind of feel like, how, how are we going to make sure we do all that? that you know, Michael, like 20,000 people don't go to church here. It's, it's not, and I would just say to you, yet... And I'm not saying that out of arrogance. I'm saying that because I believe if we do what God has called us to do and we keep it healthy, healthy things grow. We won't have a choice. But does the world really need another big church? Yeah. As long as there are people in our community who don't know Jesus, we better be growing. Nothing else is acceptable. If heaven and hell are reality, come on, y'all, and as we grow we can multiply that influence into these areas but even today we can have a much greater impact than any of us realize because when all of us do a little you can do a little i can do a little come on touch the person next to you and say you could do a little you could do you could serve a little you can give a little when all of us do a little together we can actually do a lot amen we're gonna serve I'm so excited for Christmas shop we're gonna serve more families than we've ever served before this year it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be powerful when all of us do a little together we can do a lot building memories building legacy for the right reasons So this morning, I want to wrap up by inviting you on this journey with me. I I want to invite you to be a person of legacy, a person who's intentional about building legacy. And I want to talk about the kind of people that do that. I've studied them. I've gotten to know them over the years. The kind of people who live for all that matters. I want to talk to you about those kind of people a little bit this morning, and here's what I've noticed about them. Number one, those kind of people have an eternal mindset. They're not thinking about today. They're thinking about heaven. They're thinking about eternity. It it keeps them awake at night. They see life. I have these glasses, and by the way, these aren't the, like, like the cool pastor glasses that, that, that guys wear so that they just look stylish and trendy. These are an actual prescription. It's not a huge prescription. So I don't always wear them, but my wife tells me I should wear them on Sunday because I look smarter. So I just feel like more of you will take me seriously with these on than when... But, but truthfully, and I think the older I get, the, the more true this will be, if I'm reading or if I'm driving at nighttime, I'm okay, I'm still okay, but just this little adjustment brings some clarity, just brings some clarity. Uh, That's how I want you to think of eternity, like your heavenly father is always thinking about the lost, he is always thinking about people who are hurting, he is always thinking about people in need. And so I, I want our prayer today to be, hey, God, would you just give me a, a set of heaven glasses? Just help, me, just help me to see the world the way you see it. Bring, it, bring eternity into focus for me. And, 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 and there's times that if I'm honest, I get sidetracked, I get selfish, and I, I accidentally take off my eternity glasses and, and, and put them to the side. And then... And then the Holy Spirit will convict me and he'll prompt my heart and I'll put them back on and things come back into into clarity once again. Legacy people have an eternal mindset. I'm just, I'm inviting you into this with me this morning to see life through the lens of eternity. And, And Jesus said, I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe. They're ready. They're ready for harvest. Especially right now. People are more lonely than they've ever been. People are more lost and confused than they've ever been. There's more chaos than there's ever been. The field is ripe. It's ready, y'all. It's time to get in the game. It's time to participate in bringing the harvest home. Second Corinthians says this, Paul says, so we don't look at the troubles we can see now. And I, honestly, I think that's the thing that keeps us from being legacy people sometimes is we're like, we're like, I got enough of my own problems. And Paul says, yeah, we all do. Don't, don't fix your eyes on that. Instead, fix your gaze on the stuff that cannot be seen. For the things that we see now will soon be, everybody say it, gone but the things we cannot see will last how long forever forever I'm just I'm just I'm asking you true life would you join me let's put the heaven let's put eternity glasses on let's see the world through the lens of eternity I've just I've just learned legacy people see the world that way they see the world that way number two I, I want to invite you to life. Let's be a church that never runs from sacrifice. We never run from sacrifice. In fact, I'm proud of you, I'm proud of our leadership. There have been multiple times through the years that we have done this, but we are going to continue to be people who choose oh, I'm sorry, I forgot that the scripture was. I have something in my notes. On the screen that i thought was going to appear here and so i just got really confused whenever i tapped the screen and it didn't show up so let me just read it to you let's be people who choose to do less for ourselves so that we can be people who always do more for others amen we do less for ourselves so that we can do more for others matthew six nineteen says don't store up for yourselves treasures where on earth where moth And vermin, I love vermin, (laughs) vermin's in the Bible. Where moth and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But we're going to store up for ourselves treasures where? In heaven where moth and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. Let me say it to you this way. Success is not determined by how much we gain. It's actually determined determined by how much we give away we started the church with this heart, we said we are always gonna give away as much as we possibly can. We've continued to do that. We've continued to do that. I I love it when pastors come in here and look at what our team has accomplished. People assume that we've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars just in this room on the technology and the lights and the video and all that, and I always say no, not even close. And because we've kind of just been gritty, like we're kind of a gritty church, we find a way to do things ourselves. Like we just don't, if somebody tells us something is going to cost a certain amount, we kind of almost take pride in finding a way to do it for less than that. Because when we do that, it frees up resources to invest in what really matters. Amen? So we plant churches and we, feed kids, and we do everything we can to build legacy. Number three, legacy people have a sense of urgency. They make the most of every day. And here's a simple test to know where you're at on this right now. Because when I... When I start talking about things like this and inviting people to a church service, the truth is some of us go, ugh, here we go. Trying to get us to invite something again, to do something again. But legacy people see this and they go, ooh, here's another opportunity to get somebody to heaven. Here's another shot. Here's another, thank God that I've been placed in a spiritual family, in a church family that takes the loss seriously. Thank God that we're resourcing ourselves and equipping people to make it easy to give an invitation, to to make an investment in somebody else's life. Ephesians, chapter 5, Paul says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every what? Opportunity. Because the days are evil. Let me sum it up this way. Here's what I'm inviting you into true life this morning. Let's be people who live for all that matters. Let's make a decision today that today I will live as if this is the last day that will be Remembered Today, I will live as if this is the last day that will be remembered. I'd like all of you to stand to your feet right now all across the room. Come on, stand to your feet. And I want to get this down in our hearts, down in our spirits. So we're going to read this together again. We're going to read it a few times together. And I want you to say it as a declaration, as a decision that you're making right now. You ready? Come on. Today, I will live as if this is the last day that will be remembered. Come on, a little louder. Today, I will live as if this is the last day that will be remembered. One more time. Today, I will live as if this is the last day that will be remembered. And then do it again tomorrow do it again Tuesday. And do it again when. And you'll, you'll probably have a day where you forget. Because I do. But I pray the Holy Spirit would keep bringing us back to Keep bringing us back to Keep bringing us back. To, bringing us back that we are people of legacy. That, that there's a part of us that will live on when we're not here anymore. There's a part of us that can live on when we're not here anymore. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes all across the room? And I want to start today by asking if there's anybody here today who realize I didn't talk a lot about salvation or the cross or how to meet Jesus but maybe you've been attending for weeks or maybe you've been watching online or maybe you're here today and there's just something stirring in your heart that tells you I need Jesus I need a relationship with Jesus I would just love to tell you, you're the reason we're having this conversation today. It's all about you. It's all about you. Heads bowed, eyes closed, nobody looking around. If you, nobody looking around, if you say, hey Michael, I, I, I need Jesus this morning. I need a relationship with Jesus. If you're watching online, I'm, I can't see you, but you do it anyway. Just real quick, just wave your hands and say, hey, that's me, I need Jesus this morning. I see it. anybody else, I need Jesus. I need to surrender my life to Jesus. Heavenly Father, you saw those hands. You know the story. You know the hearts. You guys, if you raised your hand, I want you just to make a fresh commitment to Jesus this morning. Say, Jesus, I need you. I'm giving my life to you. All of it, it belongs to you. Save me. Change me. Thank you that I get to have a relationship with you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Heads bowed, eyes closed still. If you would say this morning, Michael, I wanna be a person who lives as if today is the last day that will be remembered. I want to build legacy. In fact, maybe one of those five areas really resonated with you. Maybe you, you feel like it's your job to help build a strong, healthy church. Or maybe you're supposed to be a part of our serve team and building strong local missions. Maybe you feel compelled to be a part of church planting. Maybe God's given you a heart for the world and global missions. Whatever it is. Maybe you got a little bit of all of it. Whatever it is, you would say, Michael, I I know that I'm supposed to be a part of making sure what my generation hands to the next generation is worthy of celebration. Count me in. As a legacy person, heads about eyes closed, would you just raise your hand if you're making that commitment this morning? Count me in as a legacy person. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God. this is our heart. We want to live for eternity. So God help us to put on the eternity lenses, the eternity glasses, to see the world the way you see it. Help us to God. Help us to be intentional with every moment of every day. God, we wanna build legacy. We wanna live life for all that matters. So I pray every day, God, you would remind us of of that, that commitment, that statement, that I will live today as if it's the last day that will be remembered. And I pray that future generations would celebrate what you did, what you accomplished through us that it would bring glory and honor to you in Jesus' name.